0: Welcome to Education Leadership and Beyond surviving and thriving it is show number 112 and good afternoon to you thank you so much for tuning in my name is andrew murata host of the program and excited to be back on with you we had some technical difficulties the past couple of weeks working out some things with be live here and uh, uh, looking to change a couple of things to make sure that doesn't happen again so i know you missed us but uh very happy to be back Uh, And I'm excited to talk to Brian McCann tonight. Brian's a a principal in Massachusetts. He's the 2018 Principal of the Year. Uh, We're going to talk about that and what that's meant for him, his school, his community. Uh, He grew up in that community and now he's the principal there. Super excited after some technical difficulties to be with the Digital Principal of the Year. So I do want to thank today's sponsor. Uh, It's the Coaching and Leadership Journal by my friend Dan Spanauer in North Carolina. Uh, This is the January edition, and we just came off Martin Luther King Day yesterday. and, And here, look, as a school leader, right, here's on the cover, Leadership Qualities of Martin Luther King. I've used this journal three or four times since it came out. I did a speaking engagement in school about Martin Luther King. I did a radio program about Martin Luther King and certainly put some tweets out yesterday about the leadership and the impact of Dr. King. And it's all right here from the coaching and leadership journal in the january edition so dan has been nice enough to offer a discount code for uh, education leadership and beyond listeners and that would be elb20 you can get 20 percent off uh for the journal and it's a great resource it's it's a heavy duty paper look how many pages it's got here just a, a wealth of information and, and great stories right so it's the coaching and leadership journal it's on the leadership publishing team com And it's a uh, uh, super, uh, I think it's a great resource. So I do want to thank him. Also, a second announcement here. Uh, I want to thank Chris Nessie uh, and the Education Podcast Network. Big exciting news, Education Leadership and Beyond uh, is now joining the Education Podcast Network. Very excited to be part of that team. So this podcast will be featured uh, and played as part of that network. Uh, and I'm very excited to announce uh, that agreement. And I want to thank Chris Nessie for his work, as well as believing in our podcast here. Let's get started. So I was in Boston for the National Principals Conference, and it was just a great event, a really great event, a ton of people. There were thousands of educators there. And then everywhere I seemed to turn around, there was this guy with a great sport coat, a big smile, and just had tremendous energy. The sport coats were different colors and, and, and you, I just was like, wow, he, you know, he must be the president or something, or he yeah. must be somebody. <laughs> and I just said, this guy's got great energy. Right. And, and I thought about it, like, wow, you know, the, the presence that this person had the energy that he had and, you know, sure enough on social media, I'm connecting. We're like, wait a minute. Are you the great sport coat guy with the great personality from, uh, 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 the National Principals Conference, and and Brian and I hit it off at that moment, um, and we're going to meet him momentarily. The point I'm telling you for for those for you school leaders, right? The point I want to share today is, what is the presence that you give off? What is the energy that you, you know, are giving off? The vibe, right? And and I had not met Brian before that, but I knew just by being around him for a few moments that. He's got an amazing personality, and he must be a tremendous school leader. And sure enough, he was the 2018 uh, Digital Principal of the Year for the uh, National Association of Secondary School Principals. Without further ado, uh, let's meet him. Boom, there he is. Brian, welcome to Education, Leadership, and VR. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. So uh, nice to finally connect with you. We had some hurdles here, uh, but we made it. (laughs) There we go. Brian tell me uh, before we introduce you to our audience what did you think of that opening concept what do you believe that that is true that the presence we give as school leaders is an important thing and and what did you think of that
1: uh, absolutely sometimes um when i when i go to conferences i i i would say I can find data on my own. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm semi-smart. I can find the data I'm looking for. I can read the book here, but sometimes I just want to be around like-minded people who have that who have that energy around them. So I'm, I'm very grateful that you, um, that you that you that you said that. Uh, and and certainly, um, I, I think we need to we need to model in the school, you know, our expectations. And if I if I if I you know I don't I never come and say oh I'm tired oh I was up all night the the kids were. Sick. I, I come in ready to be, I, I say, you know what? I think I was awesome yesterday and I'm going to be even more awesome today. And I think it, you you need, you need to approach it because if you're not going to be all pumped out about up, if you're not going to be all pumped up about school, who is? If the yeah. principal isn't going to be, who is? Well, you did
0: that at the conference. And again, Malcolm Gladwell talks about thin slicing. And Amy Cuddy wrote the great book, Presence, but oh. you were a living fact of that. That I had not even met you or spoke to you face to face, but I could tell your energy about your school and your love of education, and yeah. certainly uh, representing in Boston, Massachusetts as oh, well. I appreciate that. Uh, you know that was impressive on your end. So, so Brian, let's introduce yourself for
1: our audience here, and, and you know tell them who you are. Yeah, sure. My um, Brian McCann. I'm from Swansea, Massachusetts. Um, this is my sixteenth year of being the high school principal. Before that, I was the assistant principal. For four years. Before that, I taught English and journalism for eleven years, and then I graduated from Joseph Case High School in 1980. So I've I've lived in um, I lived in Swansea since 1965. Um, I moved uh, a town north uh, after I was married, so my wife could be closer to the commuter rail. But literally, since um, I've been as an adult at this high school since 1987 but continually since 1989. For about 18 months, I worked for the Navy in in public affairs. And I did some newspaper writing and some television production. Um, But I've been been at my alma mater. I've been blessed to be at my alma mater. Um, I've been through five accreditations of the high school. Isn't that crazy? Five accreditations as a student, as a first year teacher, as a first year assistant principal. That one didn't go very well. uh, about ten years into my principalship, uh, no, that's, that's wrong. About uh, uh, five years into my principalship, and then um, now I'm 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 raring to go for a fifth accreditation of the high school. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I, I've been there a long time. I really believe in it. It's a small school. Uh, so I I talk to you know friends around the country whose whose schools are close to a thousand or some have multi thousands of people. I have 535 students.
0: And someone just DMs you.
1: Yeah, that
0: no, it's my yeah. Yeah. there we go. Brian, you know Belichick and Brady have been with the Patriots forever. How has that been for you, being in the same place the whole time? Yet you're always coming with something new. You're always something fresh. How has cool. that been for you to to stay sharp by staying in the same place so long?
1: I, I'm like the historian. I have that perspective to know where we've been to say, oh, this initiative. I think we did this one 15 years ago, or when I was a student, we did this. So I I have great perspective at the high school. I also know the the dangers of complacency. You just can't you just can't do it because that's the way you've always done it. Yeah. And and um, thank you for acknowledging. I'm always looking for 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 you know what the next, not the next new things. I I don't, you know, I'm not attracted to to every, you know, shiny, shiny new object out there, but um, certainly they intrigue me. And then, um, you know, but but we're not afraid to take risks at the high school. Like For example, a couple of years ago, I couldn't, I just couldn't find a reason to continue final exams. I was so sick of how the year ended and I didn't like how the exams were. I didn't like how the kids were at, at the end. Honestly. All of a yeah. sudden I'm popular. Yeah, all um, of a sudden. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't like how, how I didn't like anything about the end of the year. And when I gathered the leadership team, I asked if you can give me one reason to continue to have mid year and final exams, I'll consider it. Because I already have in place quarterly assessments. I can already tell you where you are on the curriculum map and here's the assessment you need to know, you know, how, how, how kids are doing and will it will guide, you know, teaching and learning in the next term that's already in place. What do we have these high stakes, poorly constructed, rapidly corrected tests for that are just high stressful situations that would, that you have the, the, how that the alternate scheduled days that mess up January. And, and then the end of the year that, that, that just ends with a whimper. So I, I, I got rid of them. Uh, and for the last half days of school, we dedicate to um, personalized passions of teachers. And we have, we have days where relationships are built and honed for the next year. And I still have the data. I can still tell you if you're ready to, that you finished Spanish one, you're ready to go to Spanish two. It doesn't make you any more college ready because no one could find me a course that started in September and ended in June and met every day. It's not the same we have right. all of these things in place. So we're 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 not afraid to take risks.
0: Well, good for you, Brian. And and you were recognized, you know, nationally in 2018 with this award being yeah. the Digital Principal of the Year, the NASSP. What did that mean for you and your, and your school community, Brian? Uh it it,
1: it was what, what a wonderful honor. What a wonderful honor and for our school community, it really opened up doors and possibilities. It just for example, last last Wednesday because of my affiliation with NASSP and the digital principals. Mm-hmm. we were one of eight schools this uh, for this current school year to do a thirty-minute virtual tour of the school. Uh, I, I was I, I, it, it, the offer was thrown out, and I, I grab I grab any offer to showcase my school that's out yeah. there. And mm-hmm. we, we we went Facebook Live for th- for we've about forty minutes showing different different components of the school and we really looked under one lens of NASSP they have a new publication called building ranks and one of the one of the components of it was how are, what what are you doing about human capital management mm-hmm. and I, and I would I, even, I never even heard that term before. I said that sounds terrible. It sounds like something of another century. It sounds like moving people from point A to point B. It sounds all bad. And then I, then I, you know, I read into it a little uh, that day. Then I was, I was put in these random groups to investigate different tenets, and I was, I was put in human capital development. So I, I, I management. So I had to, I had to take it as a sign that I, this was something I needed to invest more in. And all it is, basically, is what are you doing to cultivate. Uh, the growth the growth and development of your stakeholders, especially your teachers. What are you doing to bring them to the next level? What are you yeah. doing to to um, make them live their dreams? Just going to warn you, I just heard the dog. It yeah. is pending. You love your dog. You I love you. my dog. Yeah. It,
0: she'll be up. she can bring up. her on the program. She's okay. welcome. Thank yeah. you. She'll be up we, shortly. We take all types. Uh, <laughs> obviously. um yeah and Brian like did anything change for you like did it did did you feel uh, more valued
1: did you feel uh you know what did that honor mean for you personally i, I really it it, it I, I was blessed i was blessed because it enabled me to connect with people i had never connected before it absolutely opened doors for me it made it made it it, it, it afforded me the opportunity um to um, speak to people, I, because of it, I've I, I've spoken to uh, principals in Alaska, in Oregon, in Utah. Um, so th- that has been a wonderful opportunity. I never would have had if I wasn't connected with with this award. Um, it, it, it's a one that that I mean, three principals are chosen each year. It's only been going on, I believe, since 2011. So it is a very small, tight. Um, cohort certainly we look out for each other and there is a, a such a such a wonderful com- camaraderie my my, the, my two fellow digital principals from 2018 Chris Macbury and Mariah Rackley, I love those girls I love them so much and they're yeah. awesome leaders and they, they they push my thinking they push my thinking because they're not they're not afraid to say yeah why or have you thought about this? And and I had and you know for many things I had and so I think there's so many people that are so much smarter than me that I am definitely learning from. It's it's just it's been it's been a wonderful I'm gonna say blessing and I cannot I cannot under, uh, underestimate that that word enough.
0: Yeah, well, congratulations, and again, it was a nice honor. Yeah. Uh, then here you are hosting uh, the conference the following year, which was yeah. a great event yeah. Yeah. in Boston. Back to your your community and your school, Brian, you know, there's the term familiarity breeds contempt when you've been there so long, right? People kind of like you use the word complacency, you know, do you see that, that you've been there that long? How do you avoid familiarity breeds contempt with some of your people that have been there a long time as well?
1: well? um, At present, there are only two part time staff members at my high school who were teachers when I went there. Oh wow. And for the people that I taught with, there are very very few people that I actually would were were just peers with. I've because I've been there so long, I I've hired most of the most of the um teachers. So I I've been there either as the assistant principal or or the principal. I'm mm-hmm. also not a person who's locked in his office all day. Uh so you know, there are, day, there are days that things have to get done. I have to work on something. I have a presentation for the school committee. I have to work on it. And things go wrong and there's interruptions all day here. But I like to be out and about. And the best feedback I get is, thank you for coming by just to say hi. Or because I think non-negotiables are the buses in the morning and and the cafeteria. Uh, though I negotiated myself right out of it today when I had an unexpected, unexpected visit. Um, That's why you have
0: the assistant principal of the year. Right, with your right,
1: right, right, right. He was, he was, he's awesome. He's <laughs> awesome. Uh,
0: Brian, another big aspect of your life, um, you know, is the theater, right? Sure. And, sure. and you you grew up loving that, and I know that was something. Tell me about that uh, love and that passion, and how has that impacted your career as a school leader?
1: Yeah. Um, I I tell children that when I entered high school in 1976, I had never really been in a play before. I might've been in some school pageants, but I'd never been in a play before. I really didn't know what the theater was. Uh, I had never been to a play. My parents didn't take me to plays growing up. and I was in a uh, in a study hall with a with a first year teacher who turned out to be the drama director, and he invited me to try out for the first play that he was going to do, um, which was um, William Gibson's The Miracle Worker, the story of Helen Keller. And uh, and oh my gosh, it was so, I, I played Annie Sullivan's dead brother. And then at the end of uh, at the end of the the production, someone said, "Oh, you were really good." I was like, "Oh my gosh." so it was it was um, I was not an outgoing person I was not of uh, um, you know effervescent but it but um but it it taught me that i could I could be in front of people and it and it really gave me my sea legs about um, and the tenets of public speaking so it certainly helped me moving forward to when i uh you know i, I did a Many, many different kinds of shows in high school. I did three shows a year. Everything from Shakespeare to Greek tragedy to uh, you know, uh, to, um, Chestnuts of the American Musical Theater. When I went to when I went to college, I felt I was ahead of people in in terms of uh, having opportunities to perform, um, and and that na- naturally evolved into um, in, into teaching. Maybe maybe some eight years later, I. Um, what theater did was, was, was give me tools. And I I tell kids I would be nothing. I could never stand in front of you and communicate if it wasn't for Tom Marcello, you know, more than 40 years ago who gave me an opportunity. Yeah.
0: And, and where did the, the, the desire to teach others come versus you were someone that wanted to go into the business? Like, where did you make
1: that decision? um it w- it was uh, it was kind of happenstance one the the year before i went out to do my master's degree in in michigan um i had i had spent that year uh uh being a long term substitute teacher in 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 an urban setting and i did it just i i didn't know what i wanted to do i was taking some coursework i was applying to graduate schools um it, it was the mid eighties job market, not, not too good. And, you know, and, but substitute teaching was, I mean, all right, but it, it wasn't like it, this was going to be my career. But then I had an opportunity to teach summer school and, and it was that connection. It was that power to know that you're making a difference in someone's life, as corny as it sounds, that really spoke to me. When I went out and did my master's degree, I, I had the opportunity to be a teaching assistant and then to take, um, to take um, over uh, my own classes. I taught three sections of public speaking in, in that journey. And that was what was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So in the back of my head, I kind of like journalism a little but I really liked the teaching aspect of it. But it took it took a master's degree in journalism to realize that.
0: Nice. And then when did the leadership component come in? When did you say, well, I want to do more than teaching and connect with more people? It was when all, did, and how did that happen?
1: It was all by accident. I was just married. I had no kids. And there was a flyer in the teacher's room about getting a CAGS, a Certificate of Advanced Graduate Study from a Massachusetts college. Um, and get your professional licensure. So I looked in the contract and a CAGS was just, oh, was just um, you were compensated for a CAGS just a little bit under a doctorate. And I was like, this is less work than a doctorate. I'll just go for this. And I mean, and it was cheap. It was like $800 for six graduate credits. I mean, it's, it was like crazy. So every Tuesday for two years, I drove to Cape Cod and took these classes through Fitchburg State College. And Got my um, uh, got my CAGS, but I got my um, administrative certificate just saying I will never, ever use this. This, is, this would be the most hateful job in the world. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing it for the money in the paycheck. And the, the last day of class, we found out that we were, um, we were expecting our first child. So I was like, perfect, perfect. I have a little bump in the paycheck. And that, and then then you fast forward three years, an opportunity availed itself in the summer, um, where there was some shifting in our district, where the assistant principal was going to go over and lead the, the 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 middle school, and then there was a there was an opening at the high school, and this was at a time that I was my wife was pregnant with our third child, we were building a house, and I thought maybe I'll throw my paw in for this new assistant principal job. And I remember laying in bed the first day I was going to start this job uh, of a small, tiny rental house about five miles from here. And I thought this has been the worst mistake of my life. I have no idea what I'm doing now. (laughs) Um, So it was all kind of by happenstance. And and, and the, the principal I worked for, Joe Santos, uh he was he was a wonderful man, wonderful man. He gave me more chances and more opportunities to be successful, to try new things, to take on projects that maybe the traditional assistant principal didn't take on. And he really readied me to become principal of my alma mater four years later. Wow. wow.
0: So that's a great that's a great yeah. story, Brian. And 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 it's really amazing. That again, you've you've been so successful and stayed in your in in the one place. I mean, you right. don't you just don't see that very much anymore. And uh, yeah, uh, you
1: know. I, why, why would I go somewhere else? That's there's no reason. There was there was always something. I was like, okay, well, next year I'm going to do this, and in three years I'm going to do that. Uh, there was always something I w- I was planning for, um, and 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 I really like the connection with with children. Yeah, that that, yeah. that does it for me.
0: And speaking of children, uh, Brian, you have you know three grown children, 22, 20, and 19. You just yeah. had
1: a chance to be away with them.
0: Yeah, I was tell, lucky. Tell me about balancing this all, Brian. You yeah, have I, your I, children, I not- your family, your, your high school, the digital principalship. There's so many things going on. You're going to run into a basketball game now afterwards. How do you balance it all and keep yourself you know,
1: grounded? I do not do a good job in that. I don't. Sometimes, sometimes I feel. Uh, yeah, I just went to see Jimmy Cassis speak last week. He was at a, yeah. a, a local – and he, he's a, he's a great man, um, and 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 he renew he renews my soul. Uh, but he was he was talking about the you know the principles uh, or the leader, school leaders that give it all to their kids at school, and then they go home and they're miserable to them. And I was thinking, yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> daddy at school and daddy at home are two different daddies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and and the 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 unfortunate thing is I've sacrificed, I've sacrificed not being at my own children's event so I could supervise someone else's kids wow. at, at their event here. But it, it is about balance. I'm I'm a works in progress. I'm still working on it. Um, it it, it you know there were tough there were tough years. There were tough years. My, my kids when they were little went to more basketball and football and music concerts. And I mean they just. It was we're going to the high school tonight. Okay, pack them up. Yeah. Um, so there, there was a, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that.
0: Last week, um, I probably thought it wasn't a good thing as my daughter was rolled up in the wrestling mat as I was in the other room
1: uh, at the game and they were in the auxiliary gym. Uh, Horse. I, around. I, I, I hear you. When my kids were little, they were too comfortable at the school because yeah. they really every kid knew their name. They would go over to anyone, and you're thinking maybe that maybe that's not the best strategy. Um, but it all, it all turned out okay. They're good. My, my, my oldest uh, graduated, UMass Amherst. Um, She's applying to grad schools now. I have another at UMass Amherst, and my baby's at UMaine cool. R&O. Yeah. No, Brian,
0: an, another passion you have is, is being a reader, and uh, you, yeah. know, you use the word, a voracious reader. And, yeah. you know, I love the quote that not every reader is a leader, but every leader should be a reader, and, and you okay. certainly are. Tell me about that passion.
1: Uh, reading is the one thing I do for myself. Hi, Coco. Man, come over, say hi. Look who's here. Oh. <laughs> come on, Coco. Coco's here. Coco's <laughs> here. Oh. Yes. Beautiful. Ah, oh, we love you. All how right. old How uh, old is Coco? Uh, Coco's three and a half. She's a Portuguese water dog. Um, she's wonderful. I know. I know. I love you. I know. <laughs> um, But uh, reading, reading is the one thing I do for myself. Uh so I almost scheduled time in the day. This is this is my crazy life. I get, I, I do the same thing every Monday through Friday. I get up at four forty. By five thirty, I'm having my breakfast and doing my first Ed Chat of the morning. I do BFC five thirty every morning. From from five forty-five to six, I read before I go upstairs and get you know my suit on. When I get to school, I try to read for seven ten minutes. And this is this is just whatever I'm reading now. Um, and then I'll read before I go to bed. So I, I do have different times. I've I've started to listen to audiobooks. They're not called audiobooks. Yes, they are. They're yeah. not called books on tape. Oh.
0: Is Jimmy Cass reaching out to
1: you. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. You no. Know, uh so so I do a lot of reading. I um I you know, I read the education books. Uh, I read um I read a lot of current fiction. I read a play a week. Wow. Um, yeah, and that, that's neat. So that uh, was something I challenged myself maybe about. This is my fourth year doing that. I had this whole library. I was like, I have read half these plays, right? I read them once like 15 years ago. I couldn't even remember what they were about, so I just decided I was going to read a play a week. I really read it. doesn't take long to read a play, a couple of days, right? And, you, and
0: you're and you reading obviously different things from the thing you read in the morning to the thing you read at school to the thing you read in night. All different
1: things? It depends today today i'm uh i was reading i was reading an education book i will i'll do that but i i normally have maybe two or three books going
0: and and your routine what time did you did your head
1: hit the pillow at night then uh nine thirty nine thirty to i can't i can't i'm not good after that yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not a i'm not a night owl at any and any why?
0: Uh, well, because we we're up so early and running, yeah. and you well, know what?
1: Said, but I'm I'm great at 4:40. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to rock at 4:40 a.m. Tell me about this Ed Chat BFC. Yeah. What is that? Uh, so it's um, it's a a, a breakfast breakfast club 5:30. It's just it's a group of people that meet on Twitter, hashtag BFC 5:30 for 15 minutes every school day. It's probably the same 25 people from around the world and yeah. we have different people kind of come in and come out and there's one it's a it's a one question chat. Someone throws out the question and and we respond and uh it's funny right now I have one of my old students from the 90s is now a teacher and she's on it and I think that's awesome. I think that's, that's awesome. awesome. Brian
0: where where did this uh interest in Twitter and and you know growing your PLN where yeah. did that start for you?
1: It started for me at a at my first national conference. for For a couple of years, I had, uh, you know, principal friends are like, "Why don't you go to a national conference?" I'm like, "I am too busy. I could never do that. Forget that. I'm not going." But then I had I did have it built into my contract, but I just never used it. Yeah, I had an excuse not to go. I'm too busy. My kids are too this. I have too much to work to do at school. And finally, I just kind of, you know, it was Fisher Cup bait. I decided, in I believe, 2014, to go to the national conference in Dallas, and it literally changed my life. Where mm-hmm. I, I, I saw these keynote speakers, these rock stars, uh, talking about their school and celebrating their wonderful school, and I'm like, I will, this is wonderful, and I. I what did I do on Twitter? Nothing. I only used Twitter and Facebook to make sure my kids weren't doing anything stupid at home, <laughs> making, right? making sure they weren't saying stupid stuff about other people or posting stupid pictures. <laughs> I, I, I told somebody said, "Why aren't you on Twitter?" I said, "Because I don't care. I don't care about your kid's birthday party. I don't care about you going food shopping. I don't care about you at the restaurant. I just, I don't care." And it wasn't until I went to that national conference, and I, I, I end. Uh, I had the a, a wonderful friend of mine, Paul Vieira, who's an assistant superintendent now. He really took me by the hand and introduced me to people and showed me how you did Twitter. And we were at lunch, and I was ended up at lunch with Brad Curry, Brad Curry, who is a, a national assistant principal of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he And he he he. Um, we're talking, and I I'm more listening than speaking. And he said, Brian, would you like to um, be part of this uh, ed chat next week? I mean, absolutely. I absolutely I have no idea what he's talking about, but I'm gonna agree <laughs> to it. And so it, he gives me this hashtag and it says S-A-T-C-H-A-T. S A T chat. And I was like, Oh no, I'm very interested in this. And I was like, oh, by the way, Brad, n- next Saturday, are you gonna concentrate on the math section or the verbal? And he's like, he's like, Yeah, I want it's takes place on Saturday Sat And I was like oh. so I was like, you know. So so for a while I just worked. I just worked and watched like what the cadence is in the chat and yeah. and you know it, it kind of formulated answers in my own head to it, but I would not I wouldn't put myself out there because I wouldn't want someone to respond, what are you, a moron? How could what are you wh-? nine people just said that we don't need to hear yeah. from, you know from your sorry self. Um, but then I don't know. I think I responded once, and then someone said like they liked it or they retweeted it, and I was like, "Hmm, mm, this is kind of interesting." And then I I was all in by just kind of uh, following what the different chats were out there. Um, uh, and you know, in the in the past few years, I've uh, I've been regulars at a, on a variety of, of of different chats. And then uh, my friend Marty Gagan, who you know, Marty runs our state association, M S A A chat and I've been a, a part of that. And I really, I find it powerful that that professional development is in my own hands and I can get better every day by just communicating with, with like-minded people out there who are not all, and it's not all sycophants. It's not all, all, all yes people. There are people there who will say, no, you are yeah. wrong. And this is the reason, and that's fine. And I think as long as we're respectful, we can disagree. So I, I have to thank um, the people at um at uh, NASSP's national conference in Dallas and it really it changed my life. And I was so I, you know, I, I, I was so blessed to meet people that when I saw them the next year in San Diego, I felt like I was an old friend. And I went to um, NASSP's first Ed camp in San Diego. And it was like the dream ed camp. I mean, I, I was in there with, with you know, Jimmy Cassis and, and and, and um, uh, oh my God, I can't even think of all the people here. Um, just like all these rock stars on it. Uh, Jeff Zuhl was there. I met great people from Long Island. Um, uh, it, it just, it really just changed and shaped my, my, my thinking. And then I got oh, You know, who I met that. I met Jason Markey. And then someone said he was an NASSB digital principal of the year. And I'm like, what is that? I never even heard of that. And, um, and he was so gener- generous to me. Um, I started to follow him on, on Twitter and, um, and it really, it just, it, it opened so many, many windows. So I felt like, like when I grew up, I want it to be like Jason Markey and Dwight Carter and Bobby Dodd, all these like wonderful wonderful people who who yeah. I met along the way and now they're my friends and now here you
0: are presenting as part of the team on yeah. uh, at the 2020 conference in DC That's right.
1: That's right. One of the thought leaders here. That's pretty that's pretty awesome, huh? And now you, you, know, you did a
0: great job. Sunday night, um, Brian hosted the Prince Leader Chat, which yeah. was a great experience, uh, something that I wanna put some more time into and, and, and I had a great experience uh, doing that. Brian, that's a great uh, journey and talking about the power of the PLN and the power yeah. of Twitter and just bringing people together. So uh, very cool. Um, Brian, we're, we're running out of time here. We're gonna get to rapid fire. Okay. Uh, I'm going back to the school board, and you're going back to the ball game. So here That's we great. go.
1: That's all tonight. Here we go. Here Get we it go. I, can do it. I,
0: know, I know you're doing a lot of reading. The last book you
1: read. Uh, last book I read was called The Lager Queen of Minnesota, a recent fiction book. It was outstanding.
0: Yeah. The Lager Queen of Minnesota.
1: Yep. What made you pick that? Uh, my wife. My go. wife. We were in the bookstore and she said oh, I she had read his first book and she said it was awesome. Uh put it on your list and I uh we're big library people. I I ordered it from the library. I got the audio book so I do a little that I do a little reading, a little listening and you know I I can I can kind of blow through it in about a week. It was a great great story. I tweeted the author, he got back to me like this. I love like, it. Just I love that. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Isn't that make the world wow. so cool.
1: I did. I I love that.
0: Last movie you saw? Uh,
1: I think the Star Wars. Um, I, I could be. I could say um, I saw the Korean movie Parasite, I, which I did, but that wasn't the last movie. That was a Parasite was awesome.
0: Favorite place to
1: travel? Uh, I, I really like ocean. Anything ocean. Um, we we did go to Iceland a couple of years ago, and that was that was a beautiful place. I'd love to go back to Iceland and kind of do a slow journey through that. Wow, very cool. What is a great
0: challenge in your work?
1: I think I, 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 I battle mediocrity. I, I just, I, I don't like mediocrity. Yeah. Good enough's not good enough here. I, I, I battle it. I, I don't stand for it. And I, I, I try, I, I would like to think I, I, I elevate people out of mediocrity.
0: I like it. Something that motivates you.
1: Uh, but the students. I, I recognize that I'm, I'm, I'm a powerful presence. And I, t- I take that. I take that very seriously, and I'm never not the principal. I dig it. A pet peeve of yours is? Now I'm going back to mediocrity. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you see, right? You could see so much more that could be done or see so much more in that person. Yeah. Yeah. The best purchase under $100 that
1: has had a great impact on your life. Oh. I bought a great portable speaker a great one, which has beautiful, beautiful sound to it. And I think I paid like $40 on Amazon. Um, and it was, it's, it's been great. I, I brought it all over the country with me and people always ask me, Hey, where'd you, where'd you get this great? Street? Yeah. It something it. like that. Mine, mine, Mine's maybe not, not as nice as that. One, but <laughs> yeah. I use it all the time. I use it at work. I use it at home. I bring it to conferences. So I'll say that. Something about Brian McKinn that people do not know about. You know what? When I was four years old, I was bit by a German Shepherd, and I almost lost my eye. And I have a terrible scar here that, when I was young, was raised, and I was very, very self-conscious about that. So I think that's why I didn't talk a lot when I was little. And I, you know, as I got older, and you know, uh, you know, grew more into myself here, the scar has faded. It just looks like I don't sleep, but it, but it's a scar, and I can remember my my grandmother holding. Holding my eye, and it was awful there. Oh, that, but being, okay. but growing up thinking you don't look like everyone else, was uh, I never I never forget that. And I, I see the scar every day, but people people have no idea. Yeah, and you and you love dogs. I do. I, I this is I've only loved two dogs in my life. After that, I had a Basset Hound for a little while, and 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 uh, he passed away. I love that one here, but this one I love Coco. I said, absolutely not. I won't have a dog. I won't do anything. I refuse to go. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, you don't go to conferences. Now you love it. You don't have the dog. I love it. I love her. I mean, I, I, some days I like it more than my kids. <laughs> I do.
0: Boston College or Michigan, what happens when they play? Who are you rooting for?
1: I, I really enjoyed it. My, my experiences were, were, were so different at both schools. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed both of them so so much. Um, I was at Boston College longer than Michigan. I, I was only I was in Ann Arbor for two years. I was at Boston College for I, I'm gonna have to say if if I had to pick a sweatshirt, I'd probably pick my BC one. There you go.
0: But we gotta get you out to the big house for a game. I
1: know. I know. Put it on the list. I know. I absolutely have to go.
0: You'll be happy you did. It
1: was an amazing bucket, you know that's bucket list for me. I'm um, a fan of blank in New England. Uh, beaches. A little cold in those beaches. That's uh, but you know, we we just we went. Uh, it was seventy last weekend, and we went on the beach with uh with the dog. It was windy and cold, but we had it was so beautiful. There's something just renewing about beaches. Absolutely, like like I the ocean, the ocean. Something that's been a hurdle for you. Hmm, a hurdle. You know what? I think. That, that, that those demons in your head that say you can't do it or that you're not worthy of it are the ones that you you wake up at two thirty in the morning those 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 yeah that those, those things that haunt you in your head that try to keep you down i don 't know what it is about human nature, but there's that part of us that says no i can't i'm a fake. Um, Is this today? Someone's going to realize I have no idea what I'm doing. And I I don't know why, because there's sometimes you feel fabulous and you feel empowered, You feel like you can do anything. You can change anything. And other times you're like, I am not worthy of all of this stuff here. So I think that's the biggest hurdle. Can you get through those 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 haunting thoughts in your head?
0: Hmm. You got to put that big filter in there. You're right. Brian, how about a short term uh, goal for you? Three to five months.
1: I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, for my next Google certification. I did the Google certification levels one and level two. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a trainer and, and, and to see, and, and maybe even innovator. I don't know about that, but I'm thinking of it. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, throw my hat in for one of those. I think those are huge reaches for me, but yeah, I, I've reached for other things. So.
0: Well, the Google search—just the first one—is uh, is big, and you're uh, level two. That's great. I've got something three to five years, Brian.
1: Well, um, I'll have another adventure because I'm—I'm—I'll be 58 this year. So I'll—I'll um, uh, I'll be looking, you know, towards retirement from this adventure and going into something else. Whether that means uh, leading or teaching in another state, because we're—we're—we're we're right on the border of Rhode Island. We're an hour from Connecticut, or. Or, or, or seeing, you know, what adventures there are out there. Yeah. I, I won't I won't do nothing, but there'll be another adventure for me after Joseph Case High School.
0: And I like that you call it an adventure. It is an adventure and great things out there. Brian, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you know, you're big on social media. What how can people reach out and, and connect with you? No
1: problem finding me on social media, Twitter at Case High Prince, C-A-S-E-H-I-G-H-P-R-I-N-C. It's the worst Twitter handle in social media. Um but it's the one it's the one I was I it's the one I have. And this one it's been good to me, so I can't complain. But it really, um at, at Case High Prince, I'm I'm also you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah. And Brian, how about a quote? Can you leave us with a quote here on the program? Yeah, I've been thinking hard about. I know you're a quote guy here, well, so I like I'm going to go to this musical that um, I took my family to last May. It's called Hades Town, and it's it's uh, it's a reworking of um, some mythological characters. And at the end of it, uh, the character of Hermes, who's the narrator, tells the audience that that Orpheus had a gift to give that he makes you see how the world could be instead of the way it is. And I think if we can take that that metaphor and use it in terms of leading our schools, that that if we recognize the power of the individual, that we can show children, we can show other adults the possibilities and the hope of this world instead of how it might be today. We give hope. So I'm gonna go, so a shout out to Hadestown and Orpheus. It's a wonderful show. I listen to it constantly in my in my um 18 minute commute.
0: That was a beautiful quote. We're going to put that uh in the show notes here. Uh this was Brian McCann, everyone 2018 Digital Principal of the Year. Uh Brian, I really appreciate it. I know we had to reconnect multiple times and you okay, make are fun over the weekend with your family. You had to do that. So I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Brian, stay on the line a moment, uh, but we are going to sign out. I am at AndrewMirada21. Leave us a positive comment on iTunes or on uh, Be Live. Uh, again, Brian, thank you so much. Thank you. We are going to tune out here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, everyone. Uh, again, go out and continue to
1: do great work in your school and community. Be awesome.